The Vikings are the closest team threatening the Packers. And that means that there's no threat at all. Okay. Let's say that, but they'll, 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 they'll come into MetLife and spank your Giants. You see, why are we doing this? Well, what, what, because, because you do that every chance you get, do you Is it not the truth? Is it not the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what you know about Benchmark? Uh-huh. Just speaking the facts that you wanna hear That rapper jersey, the vision is clear Diamonds glisten like a chandelier You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch At clutch time, we do not flinch Real brothers, we do not switch Hit home runs with the right pitch Who run the city? <gasps> what to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010 Taking an L, all I need is a win What is this business, you know how they go They playing the seats, now it's time to grow Tune in now, gotta be in the know Showtime, bitch, my butter blow We know Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Bench Mob ENT Podcast, baby, baby. We here full squad. We zooming it up tonight. We got CJ Moneybags. My fault. Mixed it up. We switched up the name. He's no longer Moneybags. That's that's my bad. We talking about Cincinnati's very own <laughs> in the building, yeah. CBO. You can't you can't call me money bags anymore now that we know what uh Greg's bringing in salary wise. So sounds like a, he sounds like a Republican Drake. <laughs> Yo, I can never have my intro in peace. You might as well stop doing intros, bro, because I, I can't even get my my hello in. You know, it's a beautiful week. I can't say nothing because Greg sounds like an NRA so, donor. Let's let's go to let's go to G Baby since he wants to have the floor, as always. He said you sound like an NRA owner. Chill. Oh my god. This man always got to bring politics into something. No, no one can have a different opinion on this show. Ohio, Ohio, uh, just what's it called? They they were in the news because they just made um, open carry legal. So Cincinnati's very own. Oh, hey, <laughs> my my bangles thriving right now. I'm gonna be that way until until it's said otherwise. Deflecting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to hell to hell with gun control. All those Cincinnati Bengals are good. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Yo, come on, Greg. Don't do this. Don't do this to me right now. He trying to make me go. He trying to make me go viral on some on some saying some nut shit. Greg, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. Greg, Mister Hot Takes. Beat your mother since me. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm a rare form. <laughs> Miles, smooth operator Davenport. How you living? Great, I'm doing good. I'm glad you're ah. good. You're 10 minutes late. 10 minutes late. <laughs> we, we were supposed to start at 7.30. <laughs> I know you weren't going to make it for that, so I had to wait. <laughs> I threw a timeout there. I said 7.40. Y'all thought I was going to show up at 7.40. I thought I 7.45. Just because you said 7.40, I thought, you know what? Let me give him five minutes. <laughs> I know he's captain. <laughs> he's, he's lying about it. Real quick, is the series over tonight? Are we done? Golden State has another championship, or are we going back to we going back to Game Seven, back to San Fran? It's over. It's over tonight. Like I said, Warriors in six. Hey, man, did he actually say that in the beginning? He did. Sure. I thought you picked the Celtics last week or something. I picked the Celtics. Get the. I thought you said Celtics might win the whole thing. I thought I heard you say that, but all right, that's fine. Yo, you know what's funny though? What you, you want you want Celtics to win on Juneteenth. I know that's what right, you right. Man, that I, that's the last thing I want. Day. I think anybody <laughs> that that would be crazy. No, no, that would that would not be amusing at all. It'd be a very sad day in American history. It really would. Yeah, yeah that would be crazy. Tatum hits the podium with his MVP trophy with a dashiki. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Kevin McKill, Kevin McKill being that uh, happy as hell. Now you know darn well it wouldn't be Tatum that pulled up with the Daishiki. It'd be Jalen Brown. True, true. Very true. Yeah, yeah. Tatum ain't getting that MVP trophy anyway. It'd be going to Jalen Brown. Unless he drops 50 these next two games, he pulls a Giannis. He ain't getting that anyway. 
if the you saying Golden State in six, right? I say it's going back. Boston in seven. I'm still sticking by that. Golden State, right? Let's say they win, they lose. Do y'all view this as a dynasty? Is what the Warriors done in the last what has it been? An eight, nine year run? Seven years. Seven years. Since since twenty since twenty fifteen. How how can you not call it a dynasty? Right. I mean, I'm sure people have different ideas of what a dynasty is, but four appearances since 2015. What was it? Three titles won 2015, 2017, and then went back to back 2018. And they're potentially about to get another one tonight to make it four and give Curry his fourth ring. Like, how are they not considered a dynasty? You know, when you win potentially tonight, four titles in the last seven years, what would you call that? Just a really good team? Yeah, they have to be a dynasty because they're winning. It's not like, it's not like, for example, switch sports. It's not like the Bills who went to the Super Bowl multiple times, but they didn't win. So then it really didn't matter. Now yeah. you want to consider that a dynasty. You have to win. So right. I think it's a dynasty. They have the hiccups here and there, but I think there's the thing that's crazy about their dynasty is just like the longevity of it. They lose and they write, they were what? Two, two years and they right back in the mix. Yeah, they also you know they lost they lost to Bron and got KD and you know they begged for KD to come and they pleaded they pleaded they like hey we need you to take care of LeBron because he's owning us so please help us help us please pleading for Correct. him that's really that's why I'm not telling uh, I'm not telling a weird version of the story I'm telling you exactly what happened that's exactly what happened but I'm not and that's not that's not that's not an asterisk on this thing they're, they're a dynasty no matter what but. That is that organization's really well run and they've been attractive to people and they've gotten themselves in a position where the guys want to come play there like the KD. So yeah, they're a dynasty for sure. They're a dynasty for sure. That, that I hope that we can we can steer this conversation into, into a Steph thing when, when they when they do eventually win the finals. I do want to talk about Steph and I always like talking about Steph and where he's at. I like I like talking legacy? about legacy. Hmm? From from a legacy standpoint, you're saying? From a legacy standpoint, yes, sir. He's gonna be top ten all time. He's top ten. All, he's gonna be top ten. Yeah, he's gonna be top ten all time. If he's not already. Well, we already had a discussion. He's not top ten right now, all time. Yes, yeah, we we talked about that. I don't know if people people agree. Shaq doesn't agree. I think you talk about it. We, we gotta see what happens because you, you guys are talking as if they it's already won. So let's. I think they're gonna win the finals. But sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said Warriors in seven. No, I, I gave Boston that respect. I said Boston could beat him. We'll we'll reconvene on this conversation once the finals is definitely done. After okay. June, after Juneteenth, next episode, we'll definitely. I, I I'm a little worried that you want the Celtics to win this thing. He does. On Juneteenth. That's that worries me. <laughs> really worries. We're Dr. Umar. To, to we're, gonna, we're gonna put we're gonna put this. The title of this episode is gonna be Antonio for the culture or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be huge for the culture, though. They don't have to bring have to bring us together. Oh hell no! <laughs> As you mentioned, you just mentioned you got Brian Scalabrini, you got all of them going to have to really embrace Juneteenth. Juneteenth, they went on Juneteenth. You know, Jalen Brown is conscious, so he's going to make sure we don't forget our ancestors during the time of the finals. So once they win, as Miles already alluded to. They'll probably have dashikis on. They'll make sure. Hey, Odoka and a dashiki. Yeah, you you with already the leprechaun know. with the leprechaun in the corner. Hey, yeah, yeah, right, right. He is he means a corporate man now. Emi Odoka is a corporate man, so that I don't think I'm we gonna see no dashikis. We're gonna see tiki torches. We're gonna see <laughs> white a bunch of white hoods in the crowd. We're gonna see you know arson being committed in the streets. I'm sure they'll be eating various types of fecal matter because white people like to do that when they win championships. This like ain't Philadelphia. It, 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 like, I don't think Boston's a far cry. I think Boston's even worse. So I think that you'll see a lot of that. Like it's it's gonna be a nightmare should they win the finals. But I just can't wait for them to lose. I can't, I can't deal. I can't deal. And you know who I'm really happy to I'm excited to see Barstool Sports be upset. The guys who run Barstool Sports. I hate Barstool Sports in a passion. I can't stand it. I, I can't stand Barstool Sports. I, I agree with you on that. Cannot wait. Who's who's the guy who owns? What's his name? Uh, what's, his, what's that guy's name? Did anyone know his Dave name? Portnoy. That guy. Oh, I can't wait for him to be upset. I can't stand those guys. They're the worst. 
Needless to say, I'll never get a job with them, but I would never take one anyways. <laughs> now, you're we, we talking about the dynasty with them. Miles alluded to this and the chat and conversations. How much longer do you think they could continue this with the cap situation? Right now, as of speaking, by next year, they're talking about something around the range of the payroll would be like $500 million. Damn. That's, that's a lot of money. That's keeping going keeping everybody there is going to be something like close to $500 million. Oh, but they were the feathers. That's it. Somebody's going to have to, to go. They can't pay all these guys. You're saying the cap won't be that high, though. It's just going to be the number that they'd have to pay to keep those guys. The number, the the number, the number they okay. have to pay with, and, you know, the luxury tax, that's if they want to keep everybody. There's no way. They move in clay? I mean, are you moving Jordan Poole? I don't Who do you move? I don't, I don't think you're moving Poole. Yeah, he's the future. Oh, they move one of them. Took entirely the Warriors. I hope they I hope they trade Andrew Wiggins. Which would be dumb because I mean he's starting to come into his own here. But then again, you also drafted Kaminga and a couple other guys that you hope to develop into some solid role players on this team. So I give Andrew Wiggins his flowers. I have the biggest Andrew Wiggins doubter in the world, and I talk the most trash about him. Yeah. And I have, but he's been playing great. And I I I I'm gonna say all this and before I say something negative. But the negative thing I'm thinking to myself is that he wasn't, if he wasn't playing a guy like Jason Tatum, who was so reliant on a jump shot to get a bucket and taking these terrible shots, that maybe this thing would be a little bit different. So, you know, like if they were playing LeBron or something like that in the final, in the, in the conference finals, he had to run into a guy like that, it'd be a bit different. But he's done a great job and with, with the situation he's in. So there's credit to him. Credit to him. Did he deserve to be an all star starter? No. I think we can all agree to that, but he he's done a hell of a job in the series. I think the other thing too, we can give him his flowers and still be on the same page of knowing that he was a number one overall pick and has not played up to the number one overall pick status. Granted, we've had this discussion. Part of it is the organization he was drafted to, but to hear some of the people saying like, oh, he's beyond improved, he's excelling. He's excelling in his role. He has not excelled or brought his game to another level. I'm pretty sure in the most respectful way, if you at some point pull Andrew Wiggins out and you put a Jonathan Kaminga in, in the next two or three years, he could be able to have the same type of effect that Andrew Wiggins has just off the strength of you have a Steph, a Clay, a Draymond, a Coach Kerr, a system that they have not changed. No, I agree. That's a fact. I agree. You're not asking him to create offense. You're asking him to play within the system, take what's there, and stop the other team's best player. And in this case, it works. It's a good matchup because Tatum isn't going to punish you. Tatum's not going to put his back to back to the basket and you know put that weight on you and get to the, get to the basket that way and put pressure on the rim. He's going to take a bunch of hard jump shots. So you do it because you know he wants to be Kobe and all. You think he fancies himself to be Kobe, and he's having you know he's talking to Kobe's ghost in his free time. So because of that, right, like that that's where we're at taking these tough shots. And so I get that. Look, I'm 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 like I'm not trying to qualify. Wiggins' performance he's done a great job. I don't want to call him as the guy who's hating on Wiggins at his, at his highest moment. But there's a lot of flaws with Jason Tatum, which I couldn't wait to talk about because they would reveal themselves. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey. I can't wait to talk about that. Hey, please, please, please do. With the perfect transition. You are really in rare form tonight. Perfect transition. Please tell our bitch mob ENT listeners what your per- what your specific issue was with as you just put it, Jason Tatum texting Kobe's ghost and posting it. It was posting it. It was posting it. That was lame. That was, it was corny. It, it, it was forced. You didn't have to do that. Like, you didn't have to post it online for everybody to see you texting Kobe. Like, what's the point of that? Like, you wanted everyone to see that so badly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous to me. Beyond the fact, yeah, he'd been playing great up until that point. But when you do that, it puts pressure on you. You put pressure on yourself, and it's subconscious. I think don't be surprised if it has something to do this 
his poor performance to this point has anything to do with the fact that he sent that message out and everyone talk, is talking about it because he got a lot of flack on Twitter, a lot of flack on Instagram and all these social media websites because he did that. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't a necessary thing to do, you know, and, and, a, lot, and a lot of what social media is unnecessary. It, it's unnecessary in, in theory. Like it's everything people do is extra, right? Like you post what food you about to eat in the morning. No one really cares. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of that stuff. It's just really extra to begin with. But like, when you do something like that and it's, it's more it's more sensitive like you know kobe's died died and obviously i think jason Tatum has the most respect in the world for kobe and, I, and i'm not i'm not questioning the validity of their relationship what i'm saying is you wanted everyone to see that you had something special with kobe like that you wanted everyone to see that like to push whatever narrative you want to push and, and if it were and if from my from where i'm sitting at it clearly looks like he wanted us to think that you know he's the next Kobe. He's the second coming. He's the guy who's going to take the torch. He's the guy who Kobe, you know, tapped and said, yo, you're, you're going to be me when this all said and over, you're going to be like, it's just corny. It's just really forced. Like it's, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm not saying that we aren't, we, you know, people aren't guilty of this in different ways. And everyone's guilty who's been on social media of kind of falling into that trap where you want the applause that comes along with the attention you get on having that platform. But, you know, texting, texting Kobe after he's gone is one thing sending it to the outlet so everyone can see it or posting it, I should say, posting it so everyone can see it, knowing it's going to get aggregated and sent out there. It's just forced and it puts a lot of pressure on you. You're in your first NBA finals too. Like, it's not like, you don't need the distraction. You don't need the social media attention. You don't need people talking about you. You need to lock in on what you got to do. It's your first one. There's a lack of humility. There's a little bit of a lack of humility there and not really getting how much of a media circus this thing can be. LeBron goes zero dark 30 for a reason. That was a thing for a reason. He used to turn off all social media, social media for a reason. Like this idea that somehow he was going to overcome that storm that came with it. I had a really bad feeling about him playing well when I saw that. That was just that, that's just me. Beyond the fact that again, it's corny and weird, and it's it, it's just really weird. It's a weird thing to do, in my opinion. Before Chris, you tell me how you felt about it and what was your viewpoints on it. Um, I just feel a little attacked because I post what I eat in the morning. <laughs> I don't be seeing you post every uh, what you eat in the morning. I don't even be seeing it on occasion, but you know I gotta keep That's it. What I'm saying, mind. like I, was... I gotta keep it in my mind. Like I hear your voice when I post. Like, is this too much? Is this Cone, too much? Cone, Cone be on Instagram posting his burnt toast with his with his little energy? Yeah, I cook though. I cook. <laughs> I cook. No nah, man. Food. Yeah, nah. I, Greg hit the nail on the head. Right, he pretty much said everything that needed to be said on this topic. Uh, from where, from where I sit, in, in my opinion, it, there's just something something about it where that rubs you the wrong way, right? We we understood the relationship that he had, that Kobe had with guys like Devin Booker and Jason Tatum, but to, to post it knowing that it's going to blow up, right? Knowing that all these news outlets and sports media outlets are going to pick it up and share it, and that's going to be a focus in the morning on Sports Center and on First Take and places like that when, when you're in your first NBA Finals is – is a little weird, you know, that that's kind of where your head is at, right? Are you are you trying to make yourself more famous by by doing that, right? People already know who you are. Um, but at the end of the day, too, like, that relationship has to be sacred. That's between you and, and Kobe, a legend, a man that's gone. And, and for you to kind of post that, I, I kind of feel like it's disrespectful to Kobe in a way. Um, and that's just like, the reason I feel that way is because he's posting it knowing that it's going to blow up and knowing that it's going to get publicity over that fact. He's not posting it because it's genuine. He's not posting it because he misses Kobe. He's posting it because he wants people to know about the special bond that him and Kobe had. And, and like Greg said that like Kobe's essentially passing the torch to him and Greg, Greg said it perfectly in the text the other day is weird behavior. I, I, I rather, this. I rather, because I didn't have too much of a problem with him posting it. I agree with what y'all saying. And of course, only he knows his heart and his true motives behind it. My issue with it though, I would have rather he posted that after the finals. Fact. If Boston wins, then you post that. That's when, and I think that if your motive or goal was to show that I'm the next Kobe, to show, hey, look at me, I'm that guy. I'm him university. Post it, go went. If you really, if you really want to do it like Kobe, Kobe was about business. Get the chip, then post it like, yo, hey, Tatum, you know, what, what attribute, you know, what helps you throughout this? Yo, I was texting Kobe before. I'm going to yeah. show 
I got the message. I'll show you. I texted him before. I told him, yo, I'm going to win this ring for you. Then that's that's even crazier. Or even if you lose, right? Even if you lose, going back to like Jimmy Butler playing in 2020 uh, against the Lakers in the, in the finals where he left it all out on the floor, right? If Jaden Tatum played like that and he still came up short and he lost and he wants to post that after, you know, that's still fine because it's showing humility. It's showing like, hey, this is what I sent to Kobe. You know, I fell short of it, but like, He's my motivation. That's where it's coming from a good place. Like people understand that, but posting it before you do anything and then you come out and have some subpar performances is weird. He's been struggling miles. Speak, speak to Tatum's struggle so far Is this, do you think possibly this could be a little bit fatigue ain't been in the finals Long, he's been playing 40, 42 minutes, Dagnair, every series leading up to this. Or is this like you, like we're all alluding to, probably a little bit, a little humbling experience for him? I mean, I also think he could be hurt right now. Like the shoulder, he's been, you know, working it out during games, this whole series, and then parts of the Miami series. So I think that could be a part of the struggles. I mean, it's, it's not easy to make it this far. And, you know, when you're hurt, you just got to play through it and can't really use that as an excuse because it's like, if you, you say it after the fact, then it's like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you won, would you tell us that you were banged up and all this stuff? Maybe, maybe not, but I don't know. I think, like you said, like you guys said, I don't know if he should have posted it when he did, like it was right after the conference finals like you're supposed to make it this far like this team is really good but for him to use that time to sort of bring Kobe and what he's accomplished at this level into the conversation when you know it's supposed to be your moment you had a good game in game seven but now the combo is like oh Lil Bro, Jason Tatum, and and Kobe Bryant, like, that's not what it should have been. So, I don't know. I I didn't like it, and it looks even worse now because he's struggling in the the finals. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, I think he'll make a couple more appearances here. Hopefully, like LeBron, when he made his first appearance, when he struggled, he can bounce back moving forward. I don't, I'm not comparing the two. Oh, I was say. I'm not comparing the two, but like. Damn, Greg was about to get him. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I was waiting for him to make that comparison. I was waiting for him to make that comparison. I was waiting for him to say LeBron. I was waiting. Dang, I'm hello. Like, say LeBron. Oh, say relax. LeBron. Take a deep breath. <laughs> On the flip side, another player that's been struggling so far in the finals has been Jordan Poole, but we all have acknowledged he is the future in Golden State. Looking back on that 2019 draft, which teams do y'all think probably regret this the most by not drafting? Because Jordan Poole was drafted 28th in the first round. So you have teams like Chicago passing up on them, Atlanta, Minnesota, which we've established is a terrible organization, Detroit, even Boston passed on them, Orlando. What's some of the teams that stick out to you most that missed on Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole's a product of his environment, though, at the same mm. time. He went to the right place for this type of stuff to happen. From the top of the time, he needed to blossom into this player. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen anywhere else. Because, I mean, now, obviously, it's easy to do this revisionist history thing where we ask who missed out on him. All of them did. I mean, Miles went for the Knicks. They haven't had a good guard in, like, God, like 15 years. Like, they could have used him. Like, it's a bunch of teams like that, though. It's not just him. Detroit could have used them. The Magic could have used them. Okay? It's, it's, there's a lot of teams that could have used that could have used Jordan Poole. Yeah, that's a, double, that's a double shade because you know they drafted R.J. Barrett that year. That doesn't change the point. Yeah, to my point. <laughs> that's to my point. What do you mean? Yeah, like I'm sure I think Knicks fans would rather have Jordan Poole than RJ Barrett. And I didn't bring up RJ Barrett. I think Knicks fans would rather have Jordan Poole than RJ Barrett. I think like why would you not? Like why what do you mean? 
But I don't know. My miles away are frowning. I, I just think a lot of teams miss out on him. But I think Jordan Poole went to the right place at the right time, and it worked out for him. Like, he, he's in the right situation, getting to learn from Steph Curry. And he's definitely taken a lot out of Steph Curry's game. A lot of the things he does, the step backs, the way he plays, the, the, the swag he plays with, a lot of that is from Steph. And a lot of that's from watching that guy up close all those years. So, or these last two years anyway. So, I think that it's it's been – really beneficial for him for him to be in that system and that ecosystem with a great organization with Kenny Atkins in there, one of the best player development coaches in the NBA, you know, one of the best coaches in the NBA, in my opinion, period. So it, it's worked out for him, but all those teams are credit. All of them do every single one of them. And, and some teams more than others. Like I said, Hey, miles real quick though, cause you brought it up and I didn't get your direct answer. So for the Warriors with their cap situation, who are you, if you're the GM, who are you getting rid of? It'd be between Clay and Draymond. One of those two got to go. So I think you can make this thing work long-term. Like, you could find someone to replace Draymond, I think, with someone with, with a little less, you know, not even baggage, just, you know, he brings a lot of intensity. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So you wonder if you find a player who brings that good intensity, maybe you don't have these issues that you've run into. They could be, you know, this could be number five they're playing for, but instead this is number four that they're, they're probably going to win. So I think Draymond, he also doesn't really bring that much offensively. So you can kind of, take him out of a game. So it's not like he's a, a big time threat. He was never a big time threat, but even now more than ever, he's like super pass centric right now. Like he doesn't even look to shoot it. Even when he shoots it, it looks like he wants to pass it. So, you know, what? I would say Draymond would be the one who would have to, you know, kick rocks. I agree. Draymond, get the packing. You and your podcast got to go. Like, if I'm still picking Boston, but if I'm Golden State, let's get this ring. We appreciate everything you've done for us. We'll retire your number five years from now. Go enjoy elsewhere. Send them to Detroit. Send them back to Michigan or something. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Draymond got to go. Offensively, it's such a it's a problem. It's a huge problem on offensive side. Transition. I, I would never, I would not get rid of Draymond if I were, that is, I couldn't agree less. Cause I know, I, I know, I know. Yeah, Cause you think he's the reason Steph is so good. I think he's a big reason why Steph is really good. I think him and Steph have a real, it's like a real synergy and chemistry that you can't teach anywhere else. You can't teach that the way, the way that they get along the way that he, he you can't teach the dribble handoff. Yo, the dribble, dribble handoffs are an art. Dribble handoffs are an art. Like he, he's he knows exactly how to get, get, get that guy open. He gets a, a lot of Steph's points are assisted by Draymond. That's a, a lot, a big percentage. You can you can stand to lose Clay. Clay's not the same guy. He's not the same player anymore. All right. Like it's not either is Draymond. Draymond isn't the same player either. Draymond's never been an offensive guy. I never, I never looked, I never at one point in my life went, oh my God, Draymond's killing us today. Like, yeah, he's had maybe a couple of good final games, but in the, no one says that. Draymond is there to get Steph open and to play great defense, which he still does, by the way to play great defense, and he hasn't aged out of that yet. So I wouldn't get rid of him at all. There's a lot of teams that will take him and his podcast. He can go he can go do that podcast anywhere else in the NBA. You don't want to, you don't want to take him in the podcast now with Golden State. So I, 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 guys, I couldn't agree less. But because Clay, I mean, Clay's not, he's not, you know, he's not him. He's not that guy anymore. And maybe he'll, be, maybe he'll get back to that. But right now, I don't see it. And those two gruesome injuries he went through, I don't know how he can be so sure that he will he will get back to being that guy. Right, but I don't understand either why people are expecting him to be that guy after those two gruesome injuries, right? You got to give him time. Like he you don't just turn that switch on. It's he's a year removed. Like that's fair. He probably shouldn't even be playing right now. That's fair. Although he took I, two years. I long. agree with I agree with Chris. I'm not saying that Clay will get back to the elite level of Clay. But I think we'll see a different Clay next year. Now we're talking yeah. about two years removed. Full off season of, of his normal work. Like you got to give him time to get back into his routine. He's just doing what he can right now to stay above water. Hey, Greg, I right? I agree with you this, right? Let's say they keep him. 
But I tell you this much, Draymond and Clay, we're going to have a discussion in the offseason. Y'all not getting top-notch minutes. Like, if y'all, if we keeping y'all, y'all not getting 35. Who are you playing over? Who are you playing over? I think you can you can live without Clay's minutes more than you can live without Draymond's minutes, in my opinion. Draymond's more important than what they do. I think I, well, this, is what I, this is what I would do, right? This is what I would do. You, you're completely right. Draymond's minutes are more important at this point than Clay's. But I'll dra- I'll low man low manage Draymond. Low manage him how like I mean I'm we're, we're getting into into theory and all that stuff. I get what you I what I'm do you saying mean with Draymond with Draymond he to me Draymond at this point in his career is becoming more like like Jimmy Butler. You want to see Draymond in the playoffs. That's when his value really is extenuated. Playoff time. I see. I see what you mean. I think I think a lot of you know step success regular season postseason is so dependent on Draymond <laughs> that, that I, I just can't and I and I'm serious and it's not a knock on step it just it's just the way they play and it's the what is the role step it's the role Draymond plays Draymond Draymond is the trigger man for their offense he starts everything it, it, they run all a lot of action through him so if he's not on the floor you're gonna play Kaminga in his place the offense is gonna look a lot different, and 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 there's there's video to back up what I'm saying. Like they don't look the same without Draymond. It, it, he matters to what they do a lot. He's the heart and soul of that team. So, I, I like I said, I, I I think he's an invaluable piece of what they do. I think Steve Kerr knows that. You know how I know? Because he talks crazy to Steve Kerr, and that guy is still there. And Bob Myers and them are still signing Draymond's checks, no matter what Draymond says. So I think they understand exactly how important he is, and it's very unlikely he's gone. Um, you're more likely to see Wiggins or or a guy like Clay, maybe you know, be in the conversation about what they're gonna do. You might hear some Clay rumors. I wouldn't be surprised. You might hear some some Wiggins rumors. That that definitely wouldn't surprise me. Um, and Pool shoot for two. Pool's not totally safe. He's played very well this year, but he might be an expendable piece for them. You never know what they're gonna do with that with that organization and where they're at their cap situation. But a guy like Draymond's hard to get rid of. It's hard to lose that guy. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I I respect y'all opinions though. That's interesting. We shall see. Just like we shall see. Beyonce has an album coming now that everybody announced has been going trending and everybody's talking about it. So one of the things we'll be doing on our show going forward, whether it's music, whether it's movies, whether it's food, talking about peanut butter and jelly, whatever we decide, two or three topics, we will decide overrated underrated rated correctly beyonce Bayhive knows in her entirety her whole artistry the performing the singing the catalog the looks whatever you want putting it in its entirety is beyonce overrated underrated or rated just right Rated just right. Rated just right. Yo, like what where where is this Beyonce slender coming from? And um and Greg, hold up. You you're gonna get you gonna get your minute, boy. You're gonna get your second. Nah, I'm not gonna say anything. Speak. You can go ahead. I'm, I don't want to I don't even want to speak on this. Not speaking on <laughs> he this. Said, I said I don't even want to speak on this. See, that's the slander I'm talking about. That's the slander I'm talking about. Well, can't even, give, slander can't, at all. Can't even give Queen B her respect. We're talking about a girl that's one oh, excuse me, a woman. What <laughs> You don't, mis- don't misrepresent what I said. I said, I'm not going to speak on it. I didn't say anything about her being bad, nothing like that. But, you, but why you don't understand you, black women she, and Beyonce. She, she don't well, deserve your time. Nothing about Beyonce. She don't deserve your time. That's not what I'm saying. Don't, I, don't make this that, because we can talk about you. Since you're such a big Beyonce lover, you can name me five songs right now since you love Beyonce so much. Who, who can't name you five songs your, right now? Your, who your, can't your name you five queen. songs right now? Baby huh? Boy, Irreplaceable, Single Ladies, Countdown, Dance For You, Halo, Run The World. Stop playing with me, Greg. Mm. He went, you know what he did? I said, huh? I said I was going to test this fandom in the group chat before this. He went Come and did his discography. I went to a Beyonce concert. You, no, here's a funny story about that, too. Right? No, he's a single lady. <laughs> Stupid. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all them saucy jokes. <laughs> one of my sister's friends, when she was for her sweet 16, one of my sister's friends invited like a few of their, their classmates to a Beyonce. It was, was it a Beyonce concert? Or, uh, no, that was a Jay-Z concert. But my sister went with a friend to a Beyonce concert, had tickets, whatever. My parents were going to the casino for dinner. Me, my parents, and just us, right? Because my sister was at the concert. 
my parents, some random couple walks up to my parents and hands them two free tickets to the concert. They're like, oh, we can't make it. You know, would you guys want to go? Of course, my parents are like, hell yeah, I'm going. They're going, blah, blah, blah. So my mom ended up having to buy me a ticket because I was too young at the time to just like, you know, Chill. walk around the casino by myself. So my mom bought me a ticket. I sat up in the nosebleeds. They're, they're on like the floor level. I'm up in the nosebleeds with like some random women next to me. Um, but yo, when I tell you that was one of the best concerts I've ever seen, because when we talk about Beyonce, Tone, you mentioned Jasmine Sullivan earlier, right? Lauren Hill. Those are great singers. And I'm not taking nothing away from them. But no one's performing like Beyonce like that. No one is has the choreography, dance routines down like that. No one's interacting with the fans like that. The way she was communicating with the fans, man, she brought this dude. I'll never forget his name, Joe Wilson. She brought Joe Wilson up on stage, some random dude. But, like, the way she made it a thing and, like, had him speaking to the microphone and, like, sang to him and, and just how she was interacting with the crowd as a performer – she she knows how to perform she knows how to be at the top of her game and like you said she has that mj work ethic beyonce legendary this album is going to be dope people and people people think like oh she, she hasn't made an album since lemonade in in 2016 but at the same time she left on her own terms she wasn't forced out because her mu music was trash like most of these artists when they get to that point in their career you know they let the the fans dictate when they leave the game she left on her own terms i say She's rated just right. I'm going to just speak on this aspect. And the only thing, my critique, my critique, and it's not even a critique. We're just pulling hairs here. If I want somebody to sing at my birthday, she's not at the top of my list. That's what I'm On the performance side, ain't nobody messing with her. That's MJ. That's Kobe. That whoever you want it, whoever you want to mention the level of dedication and the hard work she put in, especially watching that documentary and her not eating for like some crazy junk, like seven days straight, just to get down weight to have a certain size. Just so, nah, she's really, she's really, really, really like that. I mean, she brought in a conversation. She's definitely in a conversation. We talking about performers with MJ, Chris Brown. She's, she's up there with the top, top people. If you're not, if, if, if you, if there's a three point shooting contest, right. And you're not picking MJ, you picking a better three point shooter. Right. But if you want the total package, if you want everything combined, who you picking, you picking queen beehive. Miles overrated, underrated, rated just right. Um, Miles, you better, you better be smart. I mean, she's rated, she's rated just right. I don't really listen to her music like that, but from what I know, it's pretty good for for some guys out there. They like Miles, the get the hell out of here. Get get the hell out of here. Cause, cause, nah, because now you're being disrespectful. He's saying, I don't really listen to her music like that. Like, you don't know who the hell she is. No, I do. Not as good as you, though. I'm not I'm not in the beehive. So <laughs> this is not my... Miles, she my ran second. the game from 2000 to 2015. Okay. It's not something I like. I don't wake up and be like, yo, throw on crazy in love. Cause that's how I'm feeling right now. That's, that's <laughs> not me. That's not me. Like I like Beyonce, but. Yo, he's going so much shade right now. <laughs> crazy. More importantly, Let's transition, bro. More importantly, there's a Drake album dropping at midnight. So yeah, that's Drake what we dropping at midnight. Chris, did you know this? I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it a hundred with you. I swear to God, I did not notice. See? But I'm tuning in. I'm tuning in. I ask you a question knowing the answer. It don't, but but that don't matter because I'm still gonna listen to it. I'm still gonna I listen. Listen, listen. I ain't, I ain't on Twitter. I'm not getting all the. I'm not getting all the updates. You you over here following following you know the source hip hop now all that. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm gonna say this about Beyonce. She's a musical genius. She's a musical genius, and like and like I and like I. Adore black woman. I adore Beyonce. Nothing bad to say about. Let's her. leave it at that. That's beautiful. I don't know if y'all got y'all list. If y'all want to go into this or not, your personal. You brought up Drake, and I'm sure he'll probably be on everybody's list. Your personal top five, dead or alive, mm. hip hop artists. Miles, I want you to start because I know you're you're heavily 
into the hip hop game. Let's hear this. Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow. It's done. Larry <laughs> June, Larry June, Larry June. Jerry, Jack Harlow, Larry June. It is. You better come correct too. You know what? I'm going to put Beyonce at the top of my list <laughs> so I could, you know, be in good graces with the beehive. Mm-hmm. Um, you going to say, nah, no, number one, number one, of course, you got to put Hove. Hove is, you know, he's one of one. This guy's been doing it for like 30 years now, and he still could go bar for bar with anybody you know. So he's number one for me. I got Nas, number two. I think he's starting to, you know, he's in that same conversation with Jay-Z because even his music right now, that because Nas is still dropping music after, like album after album, and it's still good. Like him and Hit Boy have a, a good combo right there. So that's my number two. Number three, I got, I got to put Lil Wayne. I'm, I'm putting Lil Wayne because back in high school, middle school, Lil Wayne was the king. Like he was, he was probably, the, like he said, the best rapper alive at the time because his albums, his mixtapes were, were non, nobody was competing with it at the time. And that was before, you know, he turned into like baby talking Lil Wayne. So that some of the kids nowadays, they don't know that Lil Wayne. They know, you know, high pitched. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the Lil Wayne that he knows. So he's number four. He's, he's, he's like, he's like, eh. <laughs> that's what I that's what I hear nowadays. When I, I hear Lil Wayne, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know who this man is. But you know, I'm talking about prime Lil Wayne. Of course, Drizzy gotta be on this list. So I got him at number four. I mean, he changed the game as far as like rapping and singing goes. And I'm gonna put Jada Kiss at the end of my list. I think yes, Kiss is one of the the most underrated rappers out. I don't want to be one of those people who just by default, when people talk about the list, they just include Biggie and Tupac as if they had full careers. Which I mean, it's not their fault that they died young, but you can't really judge them off of the two albums that they really put out. All these other guys have you know, like eight, nine albums, bodies of work that we can judge them off of. So, I mean, as great as they are, they're not on the top of my list, so. Chris, your top five. And remember, this is your per- your personal top five. I don't care what nobody else Nelly Vanilli, is he on your list? <laughs> <laughs> I got Eminem, no, it's like, um, I think that's serious. Nah, I had um, I had Nas as well. I had Kendrick. I had Jay Z, um, Lil Wayne, and for that that OG spot. When when we were when you had put it in the chat, I I made a list in my head of because you put hip hop up. Yeah, you said hip hop slash R and B. So I did a mixture of both. So I'm trying to think of that, that that fifth spot that I'm gonna give. Um, you know, B- Biggie, Biggie's one of them. And Miles, you bring up a good point. He, you can't listen. I, I think his situation is different. Where you can put him in the top five just due to every song he put out was a hit. He didn't put out put out no flakes. You know what I mean? Every every song in in the bars, you you felt his bars because he was speaking from what he was really living in New York City. Um, man, that fifth spot though. So what I said, Kendrick, Nas, Jay Z, and Weezy, Lil, Lil Wayne. Weezy was a bad man too. Mm. Who that fifth spot go to? You're not putting Drake on that list. I didn't hear you say Drake. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the obvious right there, Drake. Yeah. yeah, but but we we are we are we strictly putting Drake in hip hop, or or yeah, hip hop are, right. yeah. Then Drake, I mean Drake don't miss either. Are we putting Drake in hip hop? Right. What else will we put him in? Because I thought we were talking about strictly like rapping, rapping. Drake Drake got a lot lot of, come on, Greg, you acting like Drake don't don't got a lot of R and B hits. Yeah, but to your point, his rapping is really good. So 
if fair. We're him off of that's that, where it started. That's yeah, where it started. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yo, Chris, have you heard So Far Gone before? I have heard So Far Gone. So then you know that the bars have been there for years. You ain't new to this. What are you talking about? Greg, I used to listen to So Far Gone on the lawnmower when I was pushing that lawn. <laughs> I ain't even, I'm not hey, even. See, this, is, this, is, this is Greg's problem, right? I'm going to break it down for, for the listeners because this is Greg's problem. If you not as in tune with something as he is, he like, he discredited it. If you don't know a certain subject as well as he does, he discredits your whole opinion. Let's hear your top five, Greg. <laughs> you know, it's true, too. That's why you're over there laughing. Corny ass. I don't think that's true at all, but okay. Corny ass. Miles had to go on mute. Miles my, know this firsthand because he began crucified by Greg every week. All right, calm down, Desmond. I don't want to hear none of uh, that. He be, he be he let Miles speak on himself. I don't even know what Miles actually think. I don't want to hear none of this, Desmond. <laughs> it's a World War II. <laughs> Y'all stupid. Hey, Chris, real quick. Real quick. So what was your order on that? You got Kendrick first, Nas first. Uh, how was you doing that? I got Jay-Z first. Mm-hmm. I got Drake second. I got Kendrick. I got Wheezy. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to put Wheezy above Kendrick. So I got Jay-Z, Drake, um, Jay-Z, Drake, Wheezy, Kendrick Nas. G-Baby. That's a damn good top five. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Mr. Blast. Let's hear it. Blasting your top so five. we're going to go. <laughs> I, if you want to go down as a who, Chris, if we go down your, your, your Apple, five, your Apple the Spotify question. players right now and we see who you're listening to, a- answer the I, I love it. I love to do that. I play that game. Answer the question different, is blasting different game five. for a different day. So now, since Chris is going to stop interrupting me, we're going to go. <laughs> my list is different. I'm going to go Biggie number one because I just Biggie just hit a different chord for me. Baby, baby. Yeah, I just, he just didn't miss for me. I don't care how short the career was. I, I enjoyed every single song that got. I, I just enjoy his catalog a lot. Um, so Biggie, number one, uh, two, we're going to go Jay Z. I think Jay Z is undeniably a top, top five rapper of all time and easily top three. Um, three, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Nas at three because you just got to respect it. Nas rival Jay-Z, like you just got to respect that level of greatness. Four, um, this is where they get dicey for me. I'm not going to go super old school people. Four, I, I, I enjoy Kendrick a lot. Kendrick's one of the most influential artists, artists, period, not just rappers, but artists um, of our generation. So I'm giving them that love. And then five. Yeah, and then five, I'm going Drake. Five, I'm going Drake. I think Drake's top five for me. And I know I didn't put Kanye in there. Some people are going, some people are going to cringe because Kanye didn't make the cut. Um, you know, and a lot of guys didn't make the cut. But I think Drake for me is, he's the guy who introduced adding melody to your rap. And I enjoy melody and rap so much. Melody and rap, is my, that's my favorite thing. That's what every artist I listen to now, that's where, that's where I really, it resonates with me. That's why I'm a fan of Blast, because he does it well. You know, you probably should listen to him sometime, Chris. Instead of listening to the, to, well, to I listen, I listen to Blast, but he, he nowhere near top five. Instead of listening to what? Instead of listening to what? <laughs> Say that again. Since, I ain't hear you. Cincinnati's very, very own. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's talk football, man. Because oh, no, 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 Tony give you his five. Give his. Oh yeah, Tony give his five. He's trying to get you out of. He's trying to pack you up, Tony. You see? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pack you up. <laughs> It's cool. Um, top for me, I'm going to go Jay. Then I'm going to go Jay Cole. Then I'm going Drake. Jay to kiss. Wheezy. And I'm going to just throw one in there as honorable mention just to show love. Because he's one of my favorite rappers. I won't put him in the top five. Andy Minio has a lot of bars and he speaks to me specifically. So I'm gonna show some love. Andy Minio is definitely, if we did like a top 10 list, Andy Minio's in my top 10 rappers of all time. And he really can flow bar for bar as a Christian rapper with any rapper out there on everything I love. Everything I love. Now, Chris alluded to 
football transition. We did predictions. What was that? Like three, four episodes ago. We've been so jam packed with other topics. We're going to pick it back up. NFC North predictions on record and who wins that division. Starting off with the Minnesota Vikings. What's your prediction on their record? They're going to be middle of the pack again. I mean, they didn't really do much to improve, I don't think. Like, Kirk Cousins is still the starting quarterback. Um, they still got Thielen. They still got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. But with this team, I think the defense didn't really improve on much, and that was one of their weaknesses last year. So I'm just going to say around the same record. They were 8-9 last year, so I think they're good enough to win – eight or nine games, but that's about it. I don't really see much to this team. I, I totally agree. You know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. He's, he's average old Kirk Cousins. So I, I think they're going to be middle of the pack team. Um, maybe if the defense surprises us, because football is a weird sport. Sometimes you, you keep the same personnel. You come out the next year, you look totally different. Did they fire Mike Zimmer? I don't even know if they fired their head coach. Yeah, they, they hired they fired um, I think O'Connor, 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 the same, same, same difference. Um, so yeah, they brought him in. I'm sure they'll have a better offense and, and it'd be, it'd be more of that style. But I, I think that they're, you're looking at a team that's probably going to be middle of the pack. I think they maybe have more wins and losses, maybe nine, what, what, what nine and nine and eight, nine and eight. I think nine and eight. It's kind of where I think they'll be. Uh, and I think they'll be the second or third team in that division, obviously behind the Packers, no matter what. But I think that's kind of what you're looking at for them. I, let me not say that. Let, let, let's just continue. I think they'll be middle of the pack. Chris, you don't you don't think? Look, I, I think I think they're gonna go nine. I think they can easily go nine and eight or ten ten and seven. And I think the reason behind that is I think Kirk is good enough to keep you in the game. Kirk has played games where he's been able to do that. He's not the best. He he may not be able to you know make all the throws right, but he has weapons. He has Dalvin cook. He has Adam Thielen. He has Justin Jefferson. And like Dalvin cook had a damn good year last year and bringing in Kevin O'Connell firing Mike Zimmer, who's a defensive head coach. And uh, O'Connell was the former OC for the the Rams. And I think he's going to breathe new life into this offense and find, find ways to, you know, creative ways to, to get Justin Jefferson as involved as possible and get the best out of him. I mean, we already know Justin Jefferson's a star, but like, that connection, I think he's going to strengthen between Justin Jefferson and um, Kirk Cousins. And, like, I, I get it. Aaron Rodgers and the the Green Bay Packers have, have been a dynasty for – let's not use the word dynasty – have been a really good team and running the AFC North for a long time. But Aaron Rodgers couldn't get it done with Devontae Adams and Marquise Valdez-Scanlon, and now both of them are both gone. Valdez-Scanlon went to the Chiefs in free agency – Adams, we know, went to the, the Raiders. And it's not like the Packers did anything to get uh, Aaron Rodgers' help in free agency. Yeah, they brought in Christian Watson, who played with uh, Trey Lance at North Dakota State University. But um, he's going to be a rookie. And do I think Christian Watson has the potential to be like a star in this league? Absolutely. Uh, you know, just from his route running ability, he's good at tracking the deep ball. But he's not going to be able to come in and do that right away. He's going to have flashes where he's going to be like, okay, th this, this can work long-term, but he's not going to be the person that comes in and gets the Packers over the hump. Who, who is Rodgers throwing to that has you guys confident that the Packers are, are winning the AFC North this year? Because their, their division is pretty trash. It's it, the Packers, it's the, the Vikings, Lions, and Bears. The Bears ain't winning it. The I mean, Lions damn sure ain't winning it. Who has Rodgers had to throw to in the past besides Devontae Adams? So when Devontae Adams is out, he's had to try to make – Valdis, Scanlon, Randall Cobb. Who else? Randall Cobb was good like seven years ago. Who else? Valdis, Scanlon, his hands aren't the best in the league. They had – um, what's that other uh... – yeah, light skin light skin brother. He's not, yeah, we're not doing much for him. It's not like he's had what Tom Brady has in Tampa Bay. He has Devontae Adams, who he 
fed targets to consistently because who else am I throwing to? So now, I mean, we're, we're going to see a different Aaron Rodgers. We're going to see him spread it out a little more. We're going to see him, you know, rely on the run game a little more too. So I think this is a strength that they have. They got Aaron Jones. They do have A.J. Dillon on this team. Hold up. Are we talking about the Packers now? We just transitioned to he bought the Packers. He he won. He he's yeah, yeah, I guess we're talking about Aaron Rodgers because y'all sit y'all sitting here acting like it y'all sitting here like acting like it's the Packers division now that Aaron Rodgers has lost his top two targets. It is. It is that's precisely what I'm saying. That's crazy. <laughs> With that's confidence. Crazy. Hold on. That's what crazy. what makes you think Aaron Rodgers ain't gone. should make us be afraid that he could take this division? Say it again. What makes you think that Kirk Cousins? breathes fear into the rest of this division i'm not saying kirk cousins breathes fear into the rest of the division who else who does i said he's good enough to keep you in the game that's all i said is he's good enough to keep you in the game he's always been that way though he's always been good enough to keep yeah but it's different it's it's different now because aaron Rodgers doesn't have those weapons that we were so afraid of in the past okay so who who in that division is threatening them because i'm not scared of justin fields i'm sorry justin Fields gonna be running for the rest of his life Maybe, you know, like, okay, he's going to be running for his life. The Vikings are the closest team threatening the Packers. Who are? The Vikings. They're the closest team threatening the Packers. And that means that there's no threat at all. (laughs) Okay. You say that, but they'll they'll, they'll, they'll come into MetLife and spank your Giants. You see, why are we doing this? Because because you you do that every every chance you get. Is it not the truth? Is it not the truth? Is it not the truth? They don't even. They don't. They don't. They don't scare. Is anyone. it not the, the truth? Vikings don't scare anyone. Second Is it not all, the truth? They should all, scare the Giants. They should scare the hell out the of the AFC. Giants. No, we'll talk, there'll be plenty of talk about the Giants. I'm not secondary with Bradbury last year was horrible. After all the hype you talked about him in the offseason, talking about oh he a top he a top five DB in the league. He's no longer on my team. I don't yeah, give a damn about Bradbury. Get his ass out of there. <laughs> Yo, the Packers are the best team in the division. I don't understand what the all this passion over Kirk Cousins. You got passion about Kirk no, Cousins? No, y'all not listening. You want to you up, Chris? I'm Chris, doubting. I'm Kirk, Kirk Cousins. His name is Kirk. He's a white guy named Kirk, and he's hyping you up the way he's hyping you up. That makes no, no one's hyping sense. Kirk Cousins up. I said he's good enough to keep you in the game. That's the only thing I said about Kirk Cousins. All my other arguments so what, have been what, against Aaron Rodgers working with a rookie as so his number mad one that guy. guy that ain't going to work. Instead of the, instead of the vaccine, what you, is he mad about the fact Aaron Rodgers' vaccine? You said he is Sammy Watkins. When was the last time Sammy Watkins has been relevant, Miles? Sammy Watkins was a, was a good player last year. You did you yeah. some good things down in That was a good the pickup. That's a solid pickup. You know how good oh, a guy like Aaron Rodgers can make a guy one? like Sammy Watkins? You know how good a guy like Aaron Rodgers can make Sammy Watkins, yo? For real? You know how good he can look with him with the guy? With Aaron Rodgers? I don't I don't need to be worried about that. My number ones are solid. I got multiple number ones on the Bengals. Uh oh. Who's talking about the Bengals? What? <laughs> I got I got multiple Who's number ones t- on the Bengals. I listen, I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about who Sammy. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, Tom, when I saw this on the docket, bro. I didn't want to do this segment. Because <laughs> of this, NFC of this right here. I did not want to do it. You know why he want to do it though? Because he because he, he know any argument he make, he he can't he can't make it for his team. Like he normally do, like he normally about? controlling the narrative for the Giants. What are you talking about? The Giants' time will come. We'll have a conversation about the Giants. But right now, it's time for the Giants. The Giants come. So how how come when Miles says the same about the Jets, you slander him? Who's talking about the Jets? Not it's today. The I'm talk, I'm I didn't even bring up I'm the Jets. Ed- Yo, Greg Love playing the victim right now. Like he like he don't talk. Like he don't talk. This is Wait, bad. Let me ask this, you this. I, this is bad, Chris, because this is on live. This is live, bro. This ain't bad. This ain't bad. No, no, no. I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm confident in everything I'm saying. That I'm, I'm not mad at this at all. Because you, you're saying, who's talking about the Jets? Who's talking about the Giants? When 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 we talking about, you know, the Warriors and you bring in the Knicks into it, who's talking about the Knicks? you getting it off, right? You're getting it off your chest. We were talking about, the, we were talking about the, what teams regret missing on Jordan Poole. A team that didn't have a point guard in the last 15 years, yeah. They I'm not talking them. about today's episode. I'm talking about episodes in the past when you randomly okay, bring up so the Knicks. The, so what? Around. So what? This is so what, what's going on? You're, you're, you're striking back here? The, I'm dark, striking. The, the, I'm dark striking. Vita, the dark I'm Vita striking. Strikes back? That's now the perfect time to strike because the Giants is crummy. I'm striking. <laughs> Y'all going to be looking for a new running back next year too when Saquon's gone. I'm striking. <laughs> Anyways, the Packers oh, are going to win the division. What, are, what the Listen, we don't save this because the Packers ain't winning the division this year, bro. It may, this is a hot take. I think the Vikings are going to win the division. I'm leaving it at that. Hold up. So you think he's the coach just turns into McVay just overnight? He just 
he can flip the switch with this team. For the oh, I think he's going to breathe new life into this offense. I didn't think he's turning to McVay. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm saying I think the Packers offense is going to struggle without Devontae Adams. That is what I'm saying. You're, I'll let you you're I'll let you on the this. run game. You, rely on the I'll run game. You down you I'll let you down this hill cold and lonely. I'm good with it. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. That's fine. He doesn't talk about he doesn't talk about the Bengals. He doesn't talk about the Giants. You know what's crazy? Talk about the you acting like this is the every, every ever. When we talk about no football, but for, he's got us covered on football. Chris has covered it. Chris has covered it. For you act like this is the craziest <laughs> hot take ever that that the Packers ain't going to win the division this year. I'm not betting. I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers. Why would I do that? For who? For Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields and Jared Goff? You're out of your mind. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I don't even know what, why. I'll, I'll why you why is this hill you going to die on? Listen, I'll, I'll die on this hill. I'll, I'll die on this hill because I, because I, listen, I, you I come think out swinging talking about Christian, so Christian Watson's going to be a rookie and he's going to have growing pains. Plain and simple. But I don't think they're like legitimately relying on Christian Watson right. to be the end all be all for them. Like he's really talented. He's going to grow. There's going to be some growing pains this year, but it's going to be like a group effort. They got guys on this team. Like they still have, they got Sammy Watkins, they got the tight end, they got, uh, I forget the other guy's name, the tall guy. He looked like you a little bit. Um, you said the tall Lazard, guy. Lazard, Lazard. Out Lazard. Of your <laughs> Alan, Alan Lazard. They still got him. So, there's there's still guys who have a connection with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure they still got Cobb or somebody from the Packers past. So. I think we need to pump the brakes. Like Aaron Rodgers just won. He needs to, no, not we. He needs to pump the brakes. <laughs> Him. He's dying on his hill alone. And we. Uh, we can't even we can't even affiliate. It's gonna be it's gonna be the bench mob and Chris Chris Johnson on this episode. <laughs> Put that thing on the side. <laughs> Yo, um, that's crazy. Yo, I think the Vikings are eight and nine, but I just think they'll be one of the more exciting teams offensively, but that's about it. Eight and nine, exciting on offense. Hey, we done pretty much covered the whole division. I'll ask for y'all exact predictions. I actually now. think that Detroit could be the surprise team. He's talking about the Vikings. I think Detroit is actually the one, of the probably the second best team in the division. What's their I, record? I love what they've done. I, think, I love Detroit more than like the Vikings. That's how I feel about it. That's what's the funny the part about all this. What's the what's Lions' record this year? I think they can match. I think they can match the Vikings and be around that eight nine win total. They're gonna they're gonna be neck and neck with the Vikings all year. I think they're gonna take a step forward. Amon Ross, St. Brown, all them guys, all those weapons they have. They got Jamison Williams. They, they, dude, they loaded up on offense. They have they have an offense just an offense in place around golf where I'm not relying on you to make all the big throws. Just get to our playmakers in space and let them create. And he can, and he can do that. He can he can spread the ball around. Be a point guard. That's fine. Like they'll be they'll be a serviceable serviceably good football team. They'll be enjoyable to watch. I will enjoy watching them play football this year. Not that I'm ever going to watch Detroit because who the hell cares about Detroit, but I'm going to, you will enjoy watching that team play if you ever come across them and they come on your TV for some godforsaken reason. That's what I'm saying. So we took all this talk about the Vikings and Kirk. I, all right. Kirk, Kirk might miss five games in safety protocol where he'd be he bubble wrapping himself up all year and not taking, trying to take ivermectin and all this crap. We don't even know what's going to happen. Like, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried. Let's talk about. Detroit's, I like Detroit. I think Detroit's going to be a nice story. They have, the fans are going to have something to cheer about when it's freezing cold and their steel mills are all frozen. Hey, Miles, any optimism with them? You think they Who? get nine wins? Not nine, eight. Who, the Lions? Yeah. Eight. I don't know about nine wins. Yeah, I, I think don't know nine. It's, it's a slow growth with this team. I still think they need to find the long-term solution at quarterback. Golf is, you know, He's here because they got some first-round picks out of Matthew Stafford. But he's a guy who should be gone by next year. Like, he's not somebody I believe in in the future. I think they can win maybe six, seven games tops. Like, they did get some weapons. Jameson Williams, he'll be coming along. He's not going to be ready for training camp, but he'll be coming along this year. Amon St. Brown, he's, he's another good piece, too. He's and really you good. got DeAndre Swift, who's a really good running back. He's really so good too. These are these are pieces you have, but they don't have the whole puzzle yet because this thing is not solved yet at all. I don't think the the Vikings have anything solved yet, but they're also 
you know, a ticking time bomb with this team. Like they have optimism with the new coach, but I think that's just a band-aid on this team. Like they got Kirk Cousins and nothing else after that. Do you really believe in Kirk Cousins? If I'm a head coach, do I really want to put my whole basket on Kirk Cousins? I don't think so. So, but yeah, Lions, Lions will be, you know, they'll, they'll be average, but the Vikings, you know, they're, they're just who they are. We, they are who, who we thought they were. Well, at least the three of us, who we thought they were. Three of us, right. Chris got, Chris got, Chris got to take Drake advice and pipe down a little bit. I know. I got to, I got to make, I got to make Chris a, a Cam Newton shit. <laughs> For last year, <laughs> hey, yeah, oh yeah, it's the yeah he died on that hill last year. Oh, it's gonna be like the Cam Newton stuff. I got, I got that clip in the talk too. I got that. I'm waiting for the right time to post yeah, that. Y'all one. over here, t- Miles over here talking about oh they got Jamison Williams, but yeah he ain't he not gonna be ready for training camp. You do got the their corner from Ohio State coming back next year, but he's coming back off a of torn Achilles. That's a gruesome injury. You got Jeff Okuda is his name, Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Um, he probably not they're gonna light the, the league on fire, but you saying you well, you're not saying it. Greg said they're gonna be better than the Vikings. I don't see I that. I didn't say that. I, I did that. That is literally not what I said. I'm, I'm just glad it's being recorded. Tom, that's, that's not what I said. That's not I that's said. Not what you that said. I said that they are a team that's gonna be neck and neck with the Vikings fighting. No, yo, we can run. No, you said this 10 minutes ago. We can run the team. I said they could be better. I said I'd rather talk about the no, you said I'm picking the Lions. Is that way? Is that not what I said? Am I wild? I say that the choice gonna be better for Tom. I don't play no you, dumb shit. He's wilding. <laughs> what I say? What I say? I think I heard you say that they could be. I thought I, I thought I heard the could. I thought, be. I thought I thought I'm like, hey, pipe down, bro. Crazy, yo. What you coming out of pocket? This is what happens when when teams like Cincinnati get good. People won't start talking crazy. You ain't nah. never been there before. You ain't never been there before, so you don't know how to act. I just I just like being on on this side of the table. I'm, I'm tired. What side of the table? I'm, I'm, like, tired, I'm tired. I'm tired of Miles being your punching bag. Is this is this you? Is this it, wow? Yeah. Is this this is what you think I do? Yeah. It's not what I do. I, well, first of all, every point I made about the Vikings is valid. Every point, every single point. I'm talking about people that are actually playing. Y'all bringing up rookies that may not even play due to injuries. Oh, God. This conversation has gone way longer than it should have about the NFC. Why are we still talking about it? Was there another not, not topic on the docket? Because I think no. the Packers are going to win. No, there was not another topic. I will get y'all predictions for the Bears and the Packers outside in the chat so I can post it. We don't need to talk about NFC North anymore. Chris got the Vikings. We all got the Packers. That's it. That wraps up the NFC North. Vikings are gonna win the division. I know. <laughs> this is gonna be crazy. Oh my god. Yo, if you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Bench mob ENT, follow us on all streaming platforms. Like, subscribe, share We're on YouTube. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Peace. Oh. We told, told, 